The broadcast is live. All right. People, you are alive. We came alive. Welcome, 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 one. Welcome all to the PII TV show, the Put It in the Book show, your Mets broadcast for all Mets info and all Mets fun. Uh, the show is normally hosted by some guy named Steve Faraci. I never met the guy, don't know what he looks like, um, but he's out this week, so they're going to let me uh, run a little bit of lead with the big man right Oh. Right there, the big man right Some there, co-hosting with me. Gonad head, right? Gonad head, gonad head. Well, gonad head might Let be a head. Head. What do you, well, producing? Oh, we have the on the. Oh, there he goes. Joe. That's what he looks like. Is that producer mm -hmm. Joe? Is that Farachi? We're not sure right now. No, that's Farachi with his Halloween that's wig and the gonad head. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, it looks good on him. Looks good on him, right? I don't know. Balls on a square at our fitting. Karachi. Yeah, sure. Okay, so let's start the show real quick. Karachi, we miss you. We almost love you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great vacation. Have fun with uh, your wife and a couple of kids. Enjoy. Let's go Mets. Have fun. So here we are starting a new show. And we got the big man to my, is, is he going to stay here now? Tomorrow, <laughs> he's gonna be right here. He's gonna let you know who brings you the show. Let us know, Mr. Lyle. I just want to say I love Farachi, but I more than love him. I adore him. Oh, he's my... see, see, you have to always make it creepy, man. Come on, he's my bae. Come on, come on. We're, we're, we're talking, Matt. Everybody knows that you guys are in love. Let's just let he's adorable. How can you not love a man with the balls he's... on his head? So, <laughs> uh, while well, yeah, Farachi is still part of the show because uh, it is his network, first of all, and he is it's, sharing it's his out. Thing. Yes, and he is sharing out right now. And while he's sharing out, I'm going to go ahead and do my weekly Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. There you go. Rant advertisement. I'm not sure what to call it at this point. Whatever I feel like it should be at the. <laughs> well, but well, Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters dot com. From their restaurant to your front dizzor, as Snoop Dogg would say. Uh, com is actually one of my favorite places to get coffee. I do really appreciate them. Their flavors are amazing. Their non-flavored coffee is even more amazing. Mm. But let's talk a little bit about one of their best coffee lines they have, which is the high-energy, 50% more caffeine per cup line of coffee. Uh, my personal favorite is Cinnabuzz. I won't get too much into the explanation on that because it is self-explanatory. It's a cinnamon-flavored based coffee, 50% more caffeine per cup, and it's amazing. Uh, there's also a part of that high-energy line, Jacked Up Cupcake, which is what we like to call our friend Rodriguez. Uh, it is a vanilla cupcake-flavored coffee, very delicious. Again, 50% more caffeine per cup, uh, and it's vanilla. It's got cupcake flavoring. I'm going to put pressure on Joe now. Uh, how many calories come in that, Joe? Is Joe still there? Producer Joe? Zero! <laughs> Boom! Zero nice. calories Very per nice. cup. Delicious, Very delicious nice. coffee. Sorry, Joe, I put you on the spot, but I figured that would be a little bit of fun. Um, uh, there is other high-energy line coffee uh, you can check them out online at www.brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com. Uh, and if you're not into the higher energy coffee line, there is the regular energy coffee line. Uh, the flavors <laughs> over there are delicious as well, such as Winter Wonderland, one of my personal favorites. Uh, dark roast, dark chocolate, uh, delicious morning wood. But we'll get to that in a minute. Mm. That was really, ooh, look how it's, <laughs> look how it's throbbing. On the is screen. it rising? Or is it, there it is. There <laughs> it is. Wow. <laughs> See what happens for us. We're not on the air. We go yeah. off the walls here, bro. Uh, dark roast, dark chocolate. You think chocolate? You think dark chocolate? It's got to be filled with calories, right, gotta Rodriguez? Be. How many it's gotta calories? Be. It's got to be. How many? What's gonna... I don't know. We got, we're going to bring the orangutan back. I don't know. I don't know. I think he fell asleep. Zip. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, as you can see on the screen now, Joe, uh, producer Joe, 
did us the favor of putting up some amazing flavors of their pumpkin spice, uh, campfire s'mores, hazelnut cream. I've tried just about all of these. I have not tried uh, chicken and waffles. Oh, I did try chicken and waffles. Okay, I'm not going to go through all of them, but they're all delicious. Trust me. Uh, okay. I have never, I have never <laughs> drank a cup of their coffee and said, mm, "This is not so good." All delicious. Uh, the the way they infuse flavors is amazing, and they all have zero calories in the flavors. And if you're not into flavors, that's cool. A lot of people are not. They have non-flavored coffee, such as their medium roast coffee, which is hands down their most popular coffee. So. A lot of you don't like flavors, apparently. Check them out, www.brooklynwatercoffeeroasters.com. From their roaster to your front door, only the finest beans are selected and roasted for your intense, amazing, wonderful, deep-down pleasure. Don't do sexy voice. Let's move it along. (laughs) You don't want to do like Billy Williams call 45 on us? www.brooklynwatercoffeeroaster.com from their roastery to your front door. Uh, What is that code flashing on the screen? I'm getting there. I'm getting there, bud. The the best thing about it is uh, when you order, your coffee is roasted and shipped within 24 hours of its roast date. And once you're checking out at the door, or internet door, or cart, whatever you want to call it. Just throw a third bag in there and use the code POPCULTUREPROS, and you will get that third bag free. www.brooklynwatercarfroses.com. Check them out. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mr. Laris. Wow, we really did a... Oh, Farachi's going to try to chime in on the show, uh, guys. I got to interrupt it real quick. Mind your business, Farachi. Go back to sleep. We hate you anyway. You know that. And for Farachi, I'll just say, Cero! And what's up, G-Money? Oh, very, very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So, George Panayotopolo, G-Money, uh, love you, bro. Farachi had to try to say Cero. He tried to hide. He tried. He had to say Cero. Keith, you see? You made him feel bad. You have to do Cero doing it just as well. Ooh. His, his spirit is with us. Ooh. Yeah. He'll be with us sometime. Later, Farachi. We got a show to do. Here we are at the beginning of spring training. We're starting off the season. We are at the top, the tippy top, the beginning of the season. And as such, I think we should go to the top man. The top man may have something to say on his team. I think I saw him the other day, walked over there to Clover, can look at everybody he wants. And uh, I think producer Joe may have a little clip of him talking about his team. Producer Joe. It's a great looking facility. Got everything players need. Field looks great. Fans come by to you know watch a great game, and and uh, you know they have uh, great amenities for the fans. And I'm really impressed by what they've done here. Yeah, just to see the park and you know and, and walk around and see you know different diamonds and and you know watching the players. I mean you know these these you know you see them in real life. They're six five and you know they're throwing the ball hard and. Uh, so it's fun to watch and talk to the, the coaches and the uh, and, and talk to them about what they do and how they think about things and you know talk to the technology people how they collect data. So there's a real operation going on here. It's very serious and they're you know trying to get our pitchers and catchers ready this weekend. And I guess next week the uh, you know the other players come and, and uh, but it's uh, it's fun to watch and it's it's really interesting. Wow, look at that. So. Here we are. Oh, people, everybody who's watching, don't forget, post your comments out there. Producer Joe will be watching. He will be posting them out there. We'll even probably uh, talk about a few, most likely, and we'll uh, have a conversation with you if need be. If you're definitely wrong about something, I'll sit Keith on you. So just make your comments. He's not afraid. I'll tell you that right now. Look, he's happy. He's ready to fight. Let's go with New Yorkers. So starting at the top, the guy says he feels good about his team. He feels fantastic. He's, I think he's put a good team together. Um, I don't know uh, about the fans out there. Um, he did. He has come back on Twitter now uh, after that little fiasco with the uh, stocks and all that nonsense. He's back on Twitter. So he's back live for you fans to talk to him. 
Now, uh, Mr. Lawrence, what do you think about this guy, his opinion? Do you think it's good? I mean, is, is he right? Has he done the best he can? I mean, does he have good guys on the team? Uh, what's going on, Lawrence? Tell me. Well, I think he's an intelligent businessman, and I think he put in place people who know better than him. And anybody who is intelligent knows to keep company of people who are smarter, uh, especially in, in in a niche, which is like their baseball knowledge. Uh, Sandy Alomar, uh, for, uh, there's a lot of things we can say about him and argue against him. He is still, bottom line, one of the most intelligent baseball people out there. And uh, him, yeah, him putting Sandy in place to kind of run things for the first couple of years. Cause you know, Sandy is edging towards retirement and Sandy, you know, great. I'm grateful to him is setting us up for success. Uh, he is running the show right now. And I'm sure Mr. Cohen has a lot to say behind what Sandy's decisions are, but I think there's, there's a lot of autonomy that's there for Sandy. Uh, and, being that he chose somebody like Sandy Lamar, who's familiar with the organization, who is super intelligent, and he kind of gives him that autonomy, it, it is a, a, a huge decision that is very wise, yeah. and I think it says a lot about um, it says a lot about Steve Cohen and so putting that, us. That in makes position. sense, right? That's why he's a good businessman. He puts people that know what they're doing in charge, and it lets them run. Absolutely, run it. you know, he lets the experts run it. That's a great point. That's a great point. And Sal and you, we thought that they had picked. I mean, they actually did pick a good, a really good general manager. Unfortunately, uh, he's not there any longer for issues that everyone knows about. I mean, it's <coughs> mm-hmm. pretty much, pretty much for that type of stuff. So the guy, the guy had a couple of uh, issues, but he was a good baseball man. Uh, unfortunately, he's not a man any longer. So the guy that he hired took over for him. So, and uh, Sandy Elmar keeps the ship running along, uh, keeps it moving straight towards the championship. Uh, what do you think about that, Keith? You think we're getting for that championship? You, th- you think we're headed? You think we have a shot this year, Keith? Just, I think just a that quick he put, Tell me the truth. I think he put us in the best position to be ready to take a really solid run at a championship. I know it's not a yes or no, but it's it's really the truth. He it's, put us the very, it's the best way to say it. He's putting us in a good position, you know, to uh, get to a championship. And and a lot of fans must agree with you, Keith, because guess what? All the great fruit, great fruit games at Clover sold out. 1,400 people per game. I think it was like uh, in nine minutes. They were sold out in nine minutes every home game. So the fans must be dying for some baseball and dying for the for the Mets because I mean they they're ready to go. I know the putting the books crew is <laughs> ready for baseball and dying for it. But yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of excitement. You know, if if you're a Twitter junkie, uh, and that's something we're gonna get into a little later. Per you know some mm-hmm. of the topics that you outlined for us, and uh, if you're a internet junkie or a social oh, media junkie, probably. there's so many ways I can word that. You will really harp on a lot of the negativity that comes out. Um, problem well, we're, is, we're, we're is, full if, of optimism, if, Keith. We're full, right now. We're full of optimism. We're right. going to talk about we're going to talk about that negativity, and I'm going to make I'm going to make sure that you bring that point up because uh, we're going to get to okay, the negativity about, part of the show. So just. Just hold that in your back pocket. Sure. But, but right now, every fan, every fan that I know of, even the ones that are the bad ones, are optimistic about this year because we have a very good team. We've taken on a bunch of you guys. Um, there's been a lot of additions uh, that we can actually talk about. We can name them. I think producer Joe may even have a list of them. He could, he could bring them up for us and uh, so we can talk about them. And uh, Mr. Keith Harris. Did, did I mention producer Joe is sexy? Oh, he's he's pretty hot today, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Very sexy. He, he, I think he's got I mean, his. Look, uh, look tank, I think he's got his tank top on, right? With the with the, with the stuff showing. He's doing his, a quick nip slip. <laughs> that's when he looks. That's when he looks the best when he does his little tank top with the nips. I mean, I gotta yes. tell you. By the way, this is a mature rated R show, so if you're listening, if you're a child, we're, we we'll, we'll stop that, Keith. When I say nip slip, we're However, talking about like. Nips like cheese crackers. Yeah, yeah, like cheese nips. You've had cheese nips before. Well, anyway, here's yeah. the notable additions we've had. Mr. Laris. Read them. Awesome. Let's let's start from. Uh, I'll take the first two, uh, three. 
just because uh, Carrasco, read them I don't up. want to be greedy. Uh, I'll just re- okay, I'll read them out. So we got the from read an outfielder, uh, Albert Almara, uh, right handed pitcher, Jacob Barnes. Huge signing here to me. This is really a key signing. Starting pitcher, Carlos Carrasco. Uh, this is not so much a big deal. I mean, this guy's probably not gonna play, get a lot of playing time. Uh, shortstop, so. Chris Disco, Lord Lindor. Probably more like a triple A kind of guy. Um, right hand start. Yeah, you know, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, Hopefully. utility guy. Uh, right-handed pitcher Aaron Loop, uh, which to me is another key signing. Uh, I, I'm pitcher, very happy. Pitcher. He's a lefty, I think. What did I say? Did I say starter? You said right-handed pitcher. It's relief pitcher Aaron Loop. Oh, right, relief pitcher. Right, he is mm-hmm. a relief pitcher. I saw the RP and I just went with right-handed pitcher. <laughs> yes, relief pitcher. Um, and then you got uh, Joey Lucchese mm, from the Lucchese Ooh, crime family. Yeah, uh, th- this was a really kind of a key pickup because uh, Lucchese has a lot of upside. Um, and I'm not going to derail too much, but he has a lot of upside. And somebody that, if we don't use him a lot this year, can be an intricate part of the team go forward. Outfielder Jose Martinez. Don't know much about him. Trevor May. He's like a power guy from from the Cardinals. Yeah, I I, I did read when we when we made that. I remember move, playing but... against him. It's it's it's, it's a good guy to have in the bench, on the bench for sure. Um, relief pitcher, not right-handed pitcher. Trevor May, huge pickup, and I think that was really our huge. first key pickup uh, of the Stephen uh, Cohen yeah. era. Uh, catcher man. James McCann. I cannot say much. Mm. I cannot say enough about this guy. Love him. Love him. Love him. And if all of you are out there still complaining about us not getting the Philadelphia guy, I think he's got a broken wrist or finger. He's going to be out for a while. You know, so, I think you got something to say about that guy later on, don't you? We'll get into that. Yeah, y'all tell him. Another, uh, another relief pitcher, <laughs> Mike Montgomery. Uh, yeah. Really great signing, Kevin Pillar. A lot of people were kind of complaining and moaning. And usually, instead of complaining, I say bitching, but I never say bitching because it's kind of a bad <laughs> word. So I was staying yeah. away from that. Uh, relief pitcher Sean Reed Foley, outfielder Mal- Malik Smith. Kind of sounds like something you take when you can't shit right. Uh, starting pitcher Marcus Stroman. We all know him. Uh, I know a lot of people are up and down on him, but I, I, I have big expectations for Marcus this year. Uh, utility guy Jonathan Villar. Yeah, really huge pickup. signing. That's a good pickup. One of the best signings of the offseason is Taiwan Walker. Great signing. This guy is going to be huge for us. And Jordan Yamamoto. Uh, I think he's going to be more like a triple A guy, future guy. He's got a lot of talent. Come Lugie. Lugie Jr. That's yep. what I'm seeing yep. out of him. He, he's, he's got a lot of talent. If you don't know much about him, look up some YouTube videos on his stuff and see his pitching. Uh, he's spent, I think, the majority of his career in the Marlins organization. Uh, really good kid. Uh, he's got really good stuff. He has a really Hawaiian kid. He is Hawaiian. He's, a, he's an exit Fernandez. Fernandez. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> he, you know, he, he has not yet honed his skills. So we're hoping that our coaching staff kind of brings him to that point, point in when we get next year, when we're not able to sign every free agent in a book, which wake That's up right. Mets fans, it's not going to happen. Somebody Come like on, him can step in and he can be a 500 plus pitcher at the end of our rotation to hold us down. You never know. We have a lot of depth, Keith. We have a lot of depth. We, yep, we've, exactly. we've, look at the guys we've taken. I mean, these are quality, quality players. Lindor, Carrasco, McCann, May, Walker quality players that can come in and, and, and be a, a good force on your team and help you win games. Definitely. You know, speaking of, uh, of all these notable additions, our catcher, believe it or not, guys, our catcher is a top 10 catcher in this league. So like yep. Mr. Lawrence was saying a few minutes ago, if you're upset, if you're upset about not getting another guy, I mean, you know, we got a top 10 catcher. We signed them. If you guys watch this guy play, the guy can play. He's a monster. That's the type of catcher that you want. You want a big time catcher. I think we may even have a. Do we have a top ten catchers list? I don't know. Producer Joe may be able to get that for us, but I believe our guy was ninth. Keith McCann. He was top ten. I, I think he's um, top ten. He may be number nine or number eight, which is 
pretty pretty acceptable for for a catcher considering there's 32 cat starting catches in the league and then you got the backups and everything after that if you're in the top 10 you're doing pretty good what do you think about that keith top 10 catcher when's the last time we had one uh since carter well there was another guy named his name was started with a p was it was it was it pizza yeah i think i think that's what it was i think think he was italian or something i think his name was yeah michael pizza oh there's farachi let's ask him oh he left we're gonna ask him Plowacki, Plowacki. Oh, right, Plowacki. That was it, Plowacki. I know there was another guy with a P. He might have been a Hall of Famer, but yeah, Plowacki was the last really good catch we had him before him with Gary Carter. Um, I don't know know about that Plowacki guy. I don't know. Uh, I I think uh, it was a guy after. Is obviously amazing. So (laughs) I I I really liked the move with McCann because, and I'll tell you a couple reasons why I think. If you look at his stats and what he is predicted to do in the next two to three years, uh, it's very comparable to JT Real Muto, which was the top kid, uh, free agent mm-hmm. catcher on the market. And uh, we were able to secure him at a re- relatively cheap price. A very I mean, good price. I mean, for a catcher of his stature, $10 million? I still have Not to bad. always correct myself when I say cheap price and somebody makes $12, 13000000 million a year. But as a relatively cheap price. Speaking, right? Right. Comparatively speaking, right? Comparatively speaking. Relatively cheap price. And mm-hmm. uh, he he is really good. And over the last three years, everything has been upward tw- trend, twending, twending, <laughs> trending okay. with him. Upward twending. Upward twending. Uh, everything has been on an upward trend with him. So he has only gotten better. He's, he has been a student of the game. And he's, and he's re- drinking morning wood. And he's drinking morning wood, and he's drinking whiskey. The only the only thing is, uh, you know, he's not the top catcher in the game uh, in the free agent status, which was JT Real Muto. And I'm okay with that because we took that money. We pulled in a Carrasco. And some of these went through trade, granted. We pulled how in a Carrasco. We gonna, we how, pull- how much better is our guy going to be than a guy that has a hurt wrist? going to be a lot better. <laughs> right, and you know, to, and in fairness to JT Real Muto, he hasn't really had a much of an injury history, but he did get injured like in the first day of training camp this year, uh, which does make our decision poor, look poor a little JT. smarter. But poor you know, those are things you cannot predict. Uh, I am I'm super excited about uh, McCann, uh, specifically because we're Met fans and we get a little more insight. I hear a lot through Mets Twitter accounts through Mets News, through SNY, him constantly reaching out to all of the starting pitchers and kind of working with them preseason before they even re, uh, reported to training camp and kind of learning who they are, what they are, what they like, and mm-hmm. you know, just becoming completely familiar with the pitching staff. That is huge. You know, uh, him understanding what DeGrom wants uh, is key, right? Uh, you got to take care of the top dog, Keith. The top dog in the house has to be, you know, placated. You got to, if, if the ground wants you to move an inch to your right, move a damn inch to your right, my friend. Yeah, well, and <laughs> when it's the ground, two time Cy Young award winner, and when he didn't win a Cy Young, he probably should have won it anyway. And says mm-hmm. he, and tells you, move two inches to the right, you just shut up and move. Yeah. There, you, you he, wants number, he wants number three. He wants number three. He said it. He said okay. it. He wants number three. And yeah. the catcher's job, as you well know, Keith, I think you played catcher when you were young. The catcher's job is to make sure that that pitcher throws a good game. I don't care who you are, what you do. You make sure that pitcher it's, throws it's, a good it's game. A lot That's of your work. job. And it's a lot Catch, of work. Catcher's jobs is uh, very intricate, very important, and uh, key to a team winning a championship. It, you truly are the general on the field when you're a catcher. You know, you, you run the show. You... Tell everybody where they need to be. If you're a good catcher, all these things are going on. Hey, Frank, what's going on? We're talking about catchers right now. James McCann, our top 10 catcher. Uh, hey, Frank. Comments, let us know. So we have, oh, Patrick Martinez, my Quinones. I was in Orlando, my home, Richie. What What happened, Patrick? What was that? <laughs> you had a comment? Do some jokes? Who put that you up know, there? Pat. <laughs> He's talking two, about Pat. I see two guys. What happened? That's, uh, that's, that's Pat. Uh, I think we uh, I think we took care of uh, Karachi. Frank wants to know. Hey, Frank, you know what we did? 
we did the cement thing. We just got rid of him, Frank. Don't worry about we, it. We gave him heavy boots and sent the first step. Don't worry about oh. it. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He's on vacay. He'll be back. This oh, is to everyone. George, George says, Keith was my catcher. When we played softball, I would catch and George would pitch. And I would just talk so much smack, and it would piss off the batters so much that they couldn't concentrate in the pitches. And then George would throw like a perfect pitch, and they would just be devastated every time. So I there's can, other aspects. I can see you being the annoying catcher. For sure. Oh, yeah. And almost got to throw it through a few oh, fights, right, George? There's Farachi. Everybody's asking for him. There he is on screen. Hey, Farachi. How you doing? You're looking like you lost weight, Farachi. Looking good. I love your wig and go nathead. Really beautiful. I know, I know. Usually you have a usually he doesn't wear a wig. But anyway, so we have a top ten catcher. And guess what? Our team in the latest power rankings, top five, right? We are number five. The New York Mets right now are ranked in all of baseball as the fifth best team. Fifth best. And I think the next two teams above us only about oh a game to a game and a half away from us. So we're only a game or game and a half, according to betting odds, from being number three. So from being number three, I think yeah. I, I think I think we are a bona fide number two, number three starter from being a top three team. I still think that a guy that I know will be there consistently because we're. The back of our rotation is going to end up a little bit with um, Lucchese or or Peterson uh, or, or Yamamoto. What, Yamamoto is it? Uh, I think or whatever yeah. it is. Yep. We're going to have we're going to have a younger guy who's basically like a 500 pitcher, a little lower. But if we had a solid, really solid number 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 three or number four that you could count on for 15 wins. I, it, that would put us at that would even rank us higher. But listen, I'm good with five. I, I mean, aren't you? When's the last time we were ranked five, dude? Uh, yeah, because it gives us every opportunity to make sure that we are contenders for the World Series. You know, I saw our team as top ten the last two or three years. Uh, but seeing the difference between what we are putting on the field now and what we've put on the field the last two or three years before this year. Uh, I, I understand why we were not in top five. Uh, we're putting a really good product on the field, a lot of talent, a lot of depth. Well, well the last few years, we've, we've been putting uh, guys on the field that were basic, you know, emergency guys. Like we were just looking for guys to, to fill any position that got, somebody got hurt or somebody's out. You know, these weren't really quality guys. Like this year, they've gone, Kevin Perlaza, Quality outfielder, uh, Ty Ty Juan Walker is, is a quality pitcher. That that kid from the Marlins, believe it or not, seen him pitch against us. He was fairly effective against us, man. He did a nice little number on us. But that's a guy that if he's learns how to pitch, and and uses his all speed stuff a little more, could be could be a good three or four inning middle relief guy that could be in the Lugo mold. I mean, that's what I'm kind of hoping for from these guys, you know. Yeah, it's a good point, and and depth is key. You know, you need you need players who are role players, and those players are stars. And you have other That's players, right. role players, and they are players who can fit in almost any time, anywhere. So you you can't have a team of top stars uh, w without having all these other role players and. Um, utility players or what have you well a, a team uh, needs to be balanced right uh, you, you would want you want a team that's balanced you want your offense your defense you, you know like if you're talking football but let's just say you want you want your hitters you you want your your, your pitchers and, and you want your defense to be you know top 10 and and the fact that we're at top five we improved our defense this year by lindor's just going to make everybody so much better it's not even funny how much better he's going to make He's going to make J.D. Davis. He's going to give J.D. Davis a chance to play on the line because he's going to cover it to his left easily, okay? And he can throw from the hole. So he's going to give him a chance. He's going to get – and he's going to make McNeil better because he's going to be able to cover up the middle. There's, there's so many ways that Lindor's going to make this team better and has made it better defensively just by being there. It, it's, it's, not, it's not even funny how, how good that guy is. Yeah, and, and some of the stars, like Pat, uh, Pat just mentioned – 
Uh, if if Stroman is strong, we're going to be World Series bound. And he's got to step up. It makes a lot of sense because Stroman, to me, Stroman has the capability to be um, Cy Young caliber. I'm not saying he's a Cy Young pitcher, but he has no, that capability. Right. Uh, he can be nasty. He is a fighter. Uh, he, he's not going to throw you 99 miles an hour, but he knows how to pitch. He's a pitcher's pitcher, if that makes sense. He he knows how to throw nasty stuff, uh, and he knows how to be a situational pitcher. If he takes this year and hopefully absorbs a lot from uh, DeGrom because he's been kind of shadowing him a lot, we can have a potential Cy Young contender on the team because obviously DeGrom's going to win a Cy Young again. But Stroman can be a Cy Young contender, and if he pitches to that kind of caliber – to, to Pat's point, we have the potential to really do some damage. Imagine Strowman being like top five Cy Young contender and in our top three of our rotation. And Carrasco. Well, but, but think about it. Carrasco's, Carrasco, I think, is even better than Strowman. Because Carrasco's a real Carrasco has a 95, 96 mile an hour fastball still when he needs it. And he has that nasty, super nasty curveball. Nice change. I mean, he's a pitcher. We we have pitchers with nasty stuff, so it's really fantastic to see. We we have a lot of new guys. I, I mean, a, a bunch of characters on this team. You know, really, really guys that seem to get along and want to play with each other. You know, uh, want to be a team. You know, and uh, like a team, like a team. Keith, from what I've seen, they stick up for each other. And I know, and I know you may you may not like this, but I know you love this as a teammate, and I know you love this as a New Yorker. You you love it when teammates stick up for each other and say, "Hey, listen, you mess with him, you're messing with me," you know. So, like somebody named Noah, because you know I can't call him by his given name yet until he proves me other proves proves to me that he's back. You know, Noah, Noah is the Twitter king. What's going on with that? What do you what do you think about what do you think about Noah trying getting into it with uh, with Bauer? Uh, it's, a, it's it's a little him weird. And, him and Jasselman, they they're like partners in crime. Yeah, uh, Bauer. Uh, uh, so, to me, Noah just created a meme. A meme. He was being creative. He was it was his attempt at comedy, and it worked. It was funny. Um, you know, and a lot of a lot of the comedy is before and after pictures and some kind of quote. That's what he did there. He said, oh, and then he said, I'm sorry, I choose, I chose another team, but I'll donate to your charities. So at first you see, you know, Giselman and Noah just standing there. And the next picture, you see them cracking up. So they're standing there. They hear the comment that he put up there. And the next picture is they're cracking up. Bauer yeah, because it's a stupid thing that he said. Who doesn't want to laugh at that? Oh, I'm sorry. I, mean, I, I play with you guys. I'll donate to your charity to make you feel too right. favorite. So Bauer what was a dumb. stupid thing to say. Come on. Uh, right. Agree 100%. Bauer was dumb for even attempting that. Uh, Noah exploited it and made a little joke out of it. And Bauer got super upset yeah, about it. he didn't it. like that at all. He didn't like but, that at all. Uh, two things, right? So... Uh, try to treat fans better. So Bauer tried to call out, if you look at what's on the screen now, mm-hmm. Bauer tried to call out Noah. Truth of the matter is, really, Bauer just shut up. Honestly, his he he is a – he's annoying. I followed him because I thought he was going to become a Met. I stopped following him on Twitter because he's just annoying. Oh, well, you know what's going to happen? It, the first thing that happened to this guy was when he he's telling fans not to hound him for autographs in, in the hotel room or some nonsense like that. Thank God you didn't come to New York with that type of attitude. The first time you say that is the last time you say that. You'll be crucified right off the bat. There's, there, he's a very sensitive guy. You're right, George. That's a very good point. Bauer is too sensitive to be in New York. Stay in L.A. Go to Arizona. I don't know. Go to What's our favorite team, Keith? Send them to? Texas or Seattle? <laughs> Go over there if you want to be friendly with the Speaking fans. Speaking of Seattle, not, not to real quick, have you, know? you heard Kalenic trying to uh, complaining out there that they don't want to start him because they're trying to extend his free agency? Uh, yeah. yeah. Be- because guess what? They're running a business, Kalenic. 
What do you think? That's the funny thing about this Kalanick guy. I, some fans are talking about, oh, we're so upset, Kalanick. We lost the deal. With this what have you done, bro? And, and I'm saying to myself, I, I said on the poll, I said, guys, where's his major league stats at? Where are his exactly. major league stats? Oh, I haven't done? seen them. So, uh, you know, Diaz has saved like almost 50 games for us in the last couple of years. Cano hit, hit home runs and hit 300 for us. So these guys have produced. Whatever you think, Kalanick is just a, just a rookie that hasn't done anything yet. Until he does and becomes Mike Trout, guys, you got to shut it a little bit. Do some common sense. He, he's a but, lot I mean, of talent. You know, he's a lot of talent, Kalanick. But a lot, yeah. a, lot of guys, a lot of guys have mouths, right? They, they just talk. And that's one of the things that these the, a lot of Met fans don't like about Strowman. You know, I think uh, there might be a quote, maybe Pazuzu Joe can put it up there for us. There's a Strowman quote uh, by a couple of a couple of fans. It's just, look, I like Strowman. I hope he learns to lead with his arm instead of mouth. Come on. That's, you know, right away, it's all about him being a talker. The guy has to have confidence in himself. You guys realize he's five feet, eight inches tall. Okay. He's a little dude throwing 90, uh, 90, 95 sometimes. You know, he's a little guy. He's got to have a little bit of bravado to him, a little bit of a, you know, maybe a little bit of an opponent complex, a little bit like, hey, you know, I got to prove myself. I, so, I'm assuming that's what, a Met fan. What, what happens? That's definitely a Met fan. And there might be other, there's a ton of other quotes out there, but that's just one of them. And, and well, why why do we hate our own guys? Because the kid's cocky? Because the kid says, I'm going to succeed, Keith? Wouldn't you be the same guy? Wouldn't you be that guy talking about Rodriguez, how good he's going to be? If, if we won a championship, they would not be complaining about those comments. And here's, a, here's another one. Look, they're talking about Noah. They're worried about him talking on Twitter. He'd be an all-star pitcher. I mean, yeah, Jacob DeGrom doesn't have fun. Jacob DeGrom's a little bit older. He's an older man. Noah is a young kid, and he's having fun. He's, I'm, fairly can, confident, I'm fairly confident that his thumb activity on Twitter has nothing to do with his talent and on-field performance. Confident in that. So just enjoy the entertainment. What about not wearing a shirt? Does the not wearing a shirt count? I think that he is showing off, but that's up to him. It has nothing to do. I don't think if he were to wear a shirt in every picture and stop posting things on Twitter, it would affect his on-field performance one way or the other. Yeah, I, th I think he's way, way, way past that. I mean, this guy has been uh, – uh, a workout fiend. He he's he's trying to get in shape. He's trying to get ready. You see it. He, I, I mean, right now in spring training, the guy's throwing ninety, easy and free. Just he's just not ready to pitch yet. But I, I mean, that if people realize how fast ninety miles an hour really is when you're at the mound, sixty feet six inches away from this monster, six foot five, goofy monster who could hit you with a ball and kill you any second. The pressure that you're on under there, you, know, you, you got to be a little bit careful. And, and even if he sucks, you know, and he throws 95, that's kind of scary. Look, there he is. There he is, the former, the former god of thunder. He's he still the god of thunder to me. Come on, how could he be the so god of thunder? What Come Pat on, says, man. does Dom start? If you don't mind, I got, I can quickly jump in on that. Oh, um, absolutely. So. I think Dom definitely will start. Dom will definitely get 120 plus starts this year, uh, 120 games, mm -hmm. I should say, um, if not more, depending on health, of course. Uh, but one quick thing that I've seen, <laughs> a little irony behind that, I saw Pete Alonso in training camp, and training camp is the time to just do the most ridiculous things that may or may not ever happen in regular season. But I saw Pete Alonso taking grounders at third. What do you think about that, Rodriguez? You're kidding <laughs> me. No, you're lying to me. No, he was taking grounders at third. It was, well, it was. I've seen him really slim now. I've noticed that he slimmed down a lot. If, if you take a look did. at that, I almost didn't recognize him. I mean, honestly, you never know. Like, it, put him there. He He may... Stranger things have happened. Um, he it, may, it, he may do great. The thing. Here's the thing with that. Okay, that's an option. That's definitely an option to do that with that kid. Because I would, I would have loved for him to come, up, come up as a third baseman, and then we, were, everything is golden, everything is solid. <laughs> Dom Smith is still gonna play. 
a lot of games because left field, bat, wherever he goes, where he's going to play left field, and his bat is going to play, is going to let him be on that field. I mean, just make the basic plays. You know, I don't need you to, to catch, you know, to run into to the gap and, and dive and make spectacular plays. You, you, your outfielders are not all like that. Your job, Dom Smith and Pat, and Patrick, believe me, this guy's going to play. That's why he's still there. Otherwise, he would have got traded away. They would have got somebody else. So he's going to play. If the DH came along, that would be fantastic. But he's going to play his, he said, 120 games, 130 games at, at, in the outfield, maybe another 30 God willing, if he's healthy at first base, you know, uh, and the ODH or God, God. Every end of the game, you know, he's going to be gloving first base. Oh, for sure. absolutely. And, and Alonzo gets a break. You know, sometimes you need a break from the field. Sometimes you can just sit down, take a few at bats, enjoy the game, come back, you know, come back to what it really is, which is it's really just a game, you know, and you got to be you got to be ready to play a game every day of your life and make a lot of money for it. Frank Terzio says he is no third baseman. And on the exterior, I definitely agree 100%. But uh, you you never, Rodriguez, right? You never know. You throw him in there in some spring training games. Maybe that guy is, maybe he's going to ace every play at third base. You never know. It's worth a shot. If not, what what did it cost you? You're playing first base already. So you're, you're, you're an infielder. First of all, you're an infielder. You can handle a ground ball. Now, the thing is, as a third baseman, there's, there's, a, there's steps that you have to make. You have to be a really good lateral mover, a guy that goes side to side really mm-hmm. well. You have to have that quickness. Kind and of you have to be able to – Yeah, just like first base, and you have to come in. You know, really your job of going out as a third baseman, that's taken over by the shortstop because he's usually the guy behind you. He's going to make the play on, on uh, foul balls or, or, you know, pop-ups and stuff behind you. You got to be able to come in. You got to be able to go side to side. Those are the only two things. And coming in, you're gonna know because the guy's gonna bunt, you know, whatever. You're gonna and you got a little bit of help with the pitcher. Side to side, we got Lindor now. Maybe he can't play third with Lindor. Just a couple of games, like you said, Keith. Why not? Spring training, run him out there. Paint the fence side to side. Side to side. <laughs> Well, but listen, one of the things that that comes to mind immediately when I hear that mm-hmm. is, and again, I, I'm very, um, you know, I, I'm not saying that he'd be a great third baseman by any means, yeah. but I am saying give it a shot. Why not? It's spring training, and if it don't work, go right back to what you should be doing. It's, it's, listen, it's, the, it's not going to work, Keith. The, the, uh, the point is let's, let them play. Let them play. Now, but, Rodriguez, you, you, remember, you remember one of his biggest issues when he played uh, – being at first base is he covered too much ground and that <laughs> right that so, yeah but with, see, that's Lind- why- with Lindor to to his left th- he may be able to s- stay on the line and kind of snag those sharp ground balls and things like that who but knows I, I mean I, listen, I don't think so I want to see it to believe it but you never know that's all I gotta say yeah. Let him have some fun. Let the kid have some fun. Let the kid enjoy himself. Uh, I mean, just practice at third base. Why not? God God willing, is not going to hurt him. He won't injure himself like a spaz or anything like that. You know? Frank said, uh, playing third in the ninth inning of game seven? Hell no. (laughs) Oh, well, who said that, Frank? Frank Don't take it to the the extreme now. Now Right. We're we're just saying have fun with the thought. You never know. Because you never know. Third. Listen, you know, there's stranger things that have happened. You put him in a position like that that you never would have thought he'd succeed in, and he kills it. Probably not, but it's spring training. This is the ki- time to find out. He's not killing it. He's not killing it. Hey, listen, if there's a 5% chance that he might, fine. try it in spring training. You put Dom Smith at first, you, you put Pete Alonso at third base, and you run him out there. You <laughs> I would have him, him, him to play the playoffs. Trade him to Seattle with Clinic. <laughs> speaking of speaking of people coming over from uh, a teams like Seattle and stuff like that, didn't we get a guy named Ty Juan Walker? Okay, this kid just made me feel so good with what he did. And you know what I'm talking about, Lars, right? You know what I'm talking about. The kid comes in, the first thing that he posts, producer Joe, you know what the first thing that he posts. The first thing that he posts out there is 
a beautiful bottle from the franchise's own vineyard. GTS. Ah, uh, Taiwan. I told you, man, you just made yourself an icon with the Mets. If if you pitch half as good as your as your first interaction with us was, kid, you're gonna do well. You uh -huh. cemented yourself because you just you just blessed the the, the franchise, Keith. What do you think? I, I think it was a great honor. Uh, I I like this kid a lot. I he's had he's had a tough go from when he came in. He was a big time prospect. Uh, then he was he came you know, up young. He came up young. He was riddled with injuries. And how many times have we seen the story in the MLB where people coming riddled young with high expectations, they're riddled with injuries, they approach a 30-year-old year oh, in yeah. their career, and they start jumping out there. This kid has the ability to do that. He he has he has about five pitches that he's really good at. Uh, he, he, he's not going to throw you a DeGrom uh, or your Syndergaard 100-mile-an-hour pitch. But he has, you know, like a mid-90 fastball. Uh, last year, he seemed to be coming into his own. Again, it's a 60-game sample. Uh, he, but he, he really seemed to start understanding the control of his pitches, what his best pitches are, when to throw them, and how to throw them. Uh, we just hope that he comes and builds on that. And we got him for three years. Uh, I, I think the third year is a player option. But regardless, the kid has so much stuff. His his movement is ridiculous. He, he, he has some nasty movement on, on that slider. Yeah, and it moves mm -hmm. left or right wherever he wants it. He, he is not uh, – he, he's going to get out lefties and righties. I really like this kid, Taiwan Walker. Uh, I'm big on him. What's, I, his name? What's his name again? Taiwan Walker. Is it Taekwon? Is there a Q in there somewhere? Juan. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I see a, He's Spanish. Tiana, so I call Tiana. it Taekwon. Maybe I'm wrong. I is see T-A-I, which I say Thai, and then J-U-A-N, which is Juan, right? Taekwon. Taekwon. All right. Okay. We're good. We're good at Taekwon. But now, now there's a guy. Now there's a guy. Gary Coleman will correct us on that. Don't worry. Or, or, I'm sure he will. Yeah. A lot. I will be corrected a million times uh, by everybody. So <laughs> um, there's a guy that you love, right? Taiwan Walker. So I think it's time to tell us who you hate because I think it's time for Keith Wakata of the week, isn't it? I got to be honest. There's a lot of people out there that I can really just go on. And there's somebody who has been annoying me a lot uh, in the last week or so. Um <laughs> And you're gonna fuck up on me? <laughs> well, no. During the season, you'll annoy me. You haven't annoyed me all off season. During the season, I'm sure we'll have plenty of spats. But uh, um, come on, I, I I gotta say, I really have to give a big fuckata to the New York Post because, oh. and that, that's more of an organization, but they're reporting is so poor. They do nothing but like take a positive situation and turn it upside down and post crap uh, for clicks, clickbait. Uh, I, I am so over the, the post. There is some stories in the post that is good, but I, I, I stopped following them. I don't read them anymore. I'm just so over the post. Um, it's off season, so I think this is an acceptable fuckata. So Absolutely. I'm going to fuckata the New York Post with your little fake negative nonsense crap, your little your little Yankee fan kiss ass bullshit. You know what? Post fuckata, bitches. Listen, you take your little your New York Yankee fandom. The New York Mets are taking over. New York City blue and orange is going to run riled, riled. Well, I have, I have where, where are they running? <laughs> What's it say, Keith? What's it say? Blue, blue and orange is going to run wild all over you. We're going to motivate. We're going to dominate. And we're going to win it all, baby. Woo! <laughs> and then try to join us in our championship and join us in our happiness. You can take your little crap and you can run down the road because we will be hanging out with the Newsday. Woo! Nobody buys the post. Thanks, Frank. 
<laughs> and that Fuakata was brought to you by the Put It In The Book Show, presented by popculturepros.com. It's PCP time uh, sometimes. Um, well, with that Fuakata, let's, let's, let's wrap a little bow on this. Like Mr. Farachi say, I'm going to steal your line because I respect it. I don't respect you, punk. But anyway, I like it almost. Uh, let's put a little bow on this. Mr. Lawrence, respect last, last words. Last words for the show today. What do you got? Got a drink. Yeah, I just took my last sip. I, I last last words of the show. Um, you know, we have an amazing team. Our management from the front office to the ownership has done really an amazing job. This has been the busiest offseason in Mets history. Um, I mean, if I'm wrong, somebody posted on our page below, wherever you want, and let me know. But I'm pretty sure this is the most busiest offseason the Mets have ever had. And not only is it busy, because busy is not necessarily positive, the moves we have made have all been so constructive and and really telling of what we're trying to build. Uh, so I just say all Mets fans, sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the shit out of this because we are going to win it all, baby. I know I say that every year. And I'll, say it, I'll say it next year if we trade away the farm because I'm a Met fan. But I really believe it more this year than I did the past years. <laughs> Let's go Mets, baby. We're taking this, it all this year. This We're time gonna, you really believe it. Yes. I, I, I did last year too, but now I believe it more than I did the year before. We're going to win it all. Let's go Mets, baby. It is our year, 2021. Woo! Braves, you're going down. Dodgers. And you know what, Padres? All your fancy signings don't mean jack. Let's go, Mets. LFGM, baby. Woo! All right, Mr. Mr. Lots of last words here. <laughs> Just let everybody have it. Okay, well, I agree with Keith. We have a fantastic team. Let's go, Mets. Everybody take care of yourselves. Wear your mask. Get your shots. Make sure take care of your neighbor. Treat your neighbors. You will treat yourself, and everything will be fine. Let's go Mets to put it in the book show. We'll see you guys next week. Next Thank week. Thank you for joining us. And as Pat said, let's go Mets. Let's do it again. Hurry, hurry. Shut us off before he sings again, Jeff. <laughs> Joe, take us off. <laughs>